Hi, this is Mark Miller once again with 30 and 30. Today I'm with Lori Ruff. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, you say you're doing great, but you're in Minnesota in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm cold but great. How about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, I literally wear sweaters and and long johns in the house. Wow. I had a talk with uh, Rachel Hoppy this morning in Boston, too. It seems like this whole area of the country is just in a deep freeze. It really is. It, it was a high of negative seven yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's insane. <laughs> um, you know, we we talked together at NMX and did a little interview there, but I wanted to expand on some of the stuff that you're doing with LinkedIn. So the, for people that aren't aware of what you're working on, Laurie, can you give us like the 30-second the elevator pitch on what you're working on with LinkedIn? Sure. Uh, my fans call me the LinkedIn diva. Uh, Mike and I, my partner, Mike O'Neill, and I, we work with companies for the most part teaching them how to use LinkedIn to empower their revenue generation, uh, marketing, sales. Um, we work with executives on policy and really use the tool of, of LinkedIn to teach people how to use it as a networking, professional networking environment to really supercharge their business. Great. Now, we, we've got, when we think of social media, I think we think of the big three. There's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, and there's Twitter. How did you guys choose LinkedIn over the other two? We use LinkedIn. Um, you know, when I first joined LinkedIn, it was a, um, it was at, at the time in 2005, having an online resume was the big thing of the day. Um, it was very, very difficult. It was hard enough for people to have a resume because a lot of people still weren't um, using Microsoft Word and things like that real well. They didn't know how to format um, and and write their own stuff. Well, then LinkedIn gave you a platform where it was a dynamic, um, very changeable and easy platform to use to present your professional profile and your resume and go beyond your resume um, with a professional profile. But really the power is in its in its networking, what it was created to do. And that was a high level professional networking. Um, so um, taking your experience, your passions, your interests, your education, all of those things about you that make up who you are and putting that on LinkedIn and using LinkedIn to, to illustrate and represent you as a real person in this networking environment allows people the opportunity to come across you, uh, shake your hand, you know, maybe send you an invitation or a message, read about you, feel as if they just met you and, and look at your profile and say, wow, this is somebody who can help me further my business. I've got to reach out to this person. So that brings up two things that I would think about. One is, is LinkedIn valuable to the enterprise, to the business Number one, how would you answer that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One word answer. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I meant absolutely yes, but I thought absolutely might not be the right, uh, a, a definitive enough word. It, it, it really is. I mean, you know, I was on a conversation with somebody yesterday and he said, okay, I get how LinkedIn can help an individual, but I don't understand how it can help a business. Right. And I said, really, if you think about it, a business is just people. 
right? So it's a it's a it's a legal entity, but a business cannot be a business without somebody behind the scenes making it work. And so when you have sales teams and you send them out um, of the business to go call on clients. You have people that are doing that. When you have representatives of your company go to the chamber business after hours, those are people that are going to do that. So just the same thing on LinkedIn, whoever is, you know, you can have your storefront with the company page. You can have the banner. You can have the company voice on the company page now and educate your clients and with, um, you know, products and services and all the things you have going on, but it's the people that drive traffic to that company page. It's my activity on LinkedIn. People come look at my profile and they see I work with integrated alliances and they click through to go find out more about that company. Um, you know, so it really does fit hand in glove um, at, to empower a business, even an enterprise um, environment as well. And, and it really acts to humanize your business because again, the, the company can have a voice on LinkedIn. As long as you have a designated administrator on your company page, you can post status updates from the company. So it's the company voice. Um, you can have products and services on your company page now, and people can recommend those products and services, which means that their network is finding out that they're doing business with you or that they appreciate the work that you do. Um, so it really does help in this um, in this world that we call a virtual world. There's really no no virtual world. It's still real. There's real people that you that you engage with, but it's um, it's an amazing tool to really energize that opportunity for knowledge and and awareness. You know, in theory, Lori, I like that. But one of the problems I'm having with LinkedIn and any of the social media is the uninvited introductions where people uh, are just coming at you from all different directions. As much exposure as you have on LinkedIn now, how are you handling those? You know, that that's a great question, Mark. I really don't get an unreasonable amount for the most part. Um, when I'm in the news, um, I get more um, or if I'm if I post an article on on one of the more popular platforms, um, Huffington Post or Business to Community or somebody else writes an article about me, um, or I'm quoted in an article, I, I get some extra stuff. I've even gotten you know the letters to date now and the letters to um, help somebody spend their fifty million dollars. <laughs> Um, you know, that those kinds of things. But you know what? Those people are always out there. You always I, I remember working um, with a friend one time. He was opening a new business and I went in and and helped him get things started. And for the first couple of weeks, I worked in the front where customers walked in the door and and three or four people came by with art, with perfume, with, you know, trying to sell it to the person who was working the front of the house. And um you know, that the same thing happens here. Now, it doesn't happen quite as often here, but but it does. But I, I know what those look like now, and I just delete them before before they get there. I, you know, people have taken recently um, to, I guess there's some e-greeting card platform that you can send an e-greeting um, card to your LinkedIn connections. I, I was not going to click on a link where I didn't know where it was going to take me. And it just said it was just a a standard letter that's happening that says, I'm sending you a greeting card, a holiday greeting card. And 
I didn't trust it, so I didn't click. And I finally, somebody that I, I knew real well sent me one. So I sent him a message back and I said, has your LinkedIn account been hacked? And he said, no, it was a New Year's card. I thought you'd enjoy it. So I sent it to you. And I said, I've been deleting all of them. You know, I don't know who's been sending me cards. People I know, people I don't know. You know, I thought it was a hack. Um, and and so my point there being that if you if you something doesn't feel right, it may be right, but it probably isn't. Um, you know, so looking at the trends, at things that look out of place, I just I just go by them and and don't let them interrupt my day. Yeah, I wish I could teach my mother-in-law not to click on those things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. You know, there, the, you know all the theories about networking and community and all that, and a lot of the hardcore analytics say that once you get past 150 connections, the connections are so weak that they're barely of any value at all. How do you handle that one? I, I don't agree with that. And, and here's why. When I, when I joined LinkedIn, I, didn't, I did not upload my entire Outlook database to LinkedIn and send invitations to everybody that was in my Outlook. But I had been in business for 10 years, um, nine and a half years at that point. And when I went in and, and wanted to contact somebody in Outlook, I had kept the name, phone number, contact information, birthdays, notes about how and when we met and different things we did together in Outlook. And to this day, I still do that. When I joined LinkedIn in 2005, I had over 6,500 people in my Outlook. Now, granted, I couldn't know them all very well all at the same time. Um, and most of us meet people and then we forget who they are and, and we may meet them again later and say, wow, you look familiar. Um, I know I know you from somewhere, right? But it may have just been a couple of years since the last time you'd seen them. Um, and it was a light connection anyway, but that didn't mean it wasn't a valuable connection. But when you look at, um, at my Outlook database at the time, I had done business with the people. I had their, I had their phone number. For a lot of them, I had their birthday. I knew who their spouse was. Um, I knew if they had kids and where they, anything that we had talked about at networking events or over the phone or in the course of business, I, I made notes on because I notoriously have a poor memory for, um, for that kind of a thing. So I used Outlook as a tool to help me remember who I had engaged with. And so, you know, just because I haven't um, I, I believe you can at one any one given moment maybe manage 150 relationships, but that doesn't mean if I haven't seen you for three years that you still don't bring value to my network. I don't know when you're going to pop up again, when you might need me again, when I might need you again. And I go so far as to um, every month I have a morning about three hours um, that I spend going back through the six months and a year ago in Outlook messages saying to look and see, are there any relationships I should have kept up with that have dropped off? Um, you know, who, who said catch up with me in a couple of months that I haven't caught back up with yet, who was having a personal problem that I haven't talked to them in a while. And I want to find out, I want to reach back out and touch that person and find out how things turned out and just let them know I'm thinking about them. Now, did I think about them off the top of my head? No, um, I made it a point to let that person know I do care about them enough that I'm using tools to help me remember that they're important to me. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I use that for birthdays and anniversaries. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? And, and because you remember people's, that's that's why, you know, when on Skype and on Facebook and all that, the, the social platforms understand that those important days that are important to me, when, when my friends remember my birthday, and I, I usually talk about my friends and fans, there are people out there who I believe would be my friend if I had the chance to meet them, but I don't have the chance to meet them because they don't reach out to me on social media or we just, you know, go by each other on Twitter. Maybe they read my blog. They know all about me, but I don't even know they exist yet. Um, and it, it just seems that there is so much richness and, and my richness what makes me happy and brings me drives my passion is when I can make a difference in a person's life. And because of all the tools that we have now, I can do that on a massive scale. Like I've never been able to do before. So I'm not just Lori Ruff who runs a regional training company in North Carolina and my territories from DC to Atlanta. And I occasionally get outside of that. Now the world is my playground and I have friends on all continents and, and people who I care deeply about and have developed um, relationships with who I may never meet in person, but that doesn't mean they're any less valuable to me or any less important to me. Hmm. You know, as, as we follow that through to the end here, one of the things I would ask of you is if you could give people advice, the one critical thing that they have to do in LinkedIn to actually build a real network, what would that be? I, I would say spend time on your LinkedIn profile so that when you're done with it or when it, when it gets to the point you're ready to show it to the world, that it truly represents who you are. It should over time become a tapestry that's so vivid and lifelike that when people read your summary, they feel like they've just met you you know, introduce yourself in a conversational tone, answer the questions that people ask you when you first meet them. Hi, I'm Lori Ruff. My friends and fans call me the LinkedIn diva. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. Well, how'd you get to be that way? How did you, you know, what, what turned you on to LinkedIn? How'd you get started? You know, all of those different kinds of questions that people ask me when they meet me, I try and answer those questions in my profile. And, and I'm not afraid of putting personal interests in or talking about water cooler type um, conversations on LinkedIn because I am a real person. And when I work with people, that's what they get. What they see is what they get. Now, if they don't like what they see, I'm OK with that. Um, I'm not out to make the world love me. I'm out to find the people who will love me as I am and who will find value in in a relationship with me. Huh. And I, I think if you carry that forward and and rep, let LinkedIn represent you as your proxy, as if you are literally standing in front of that person, you will be incredibly naturally successful using LinkedIn to drive relationships, to drive business, to enhance your life on so many levels. You know, I, I don't know any other way to end it. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I think... You know, where I am today, even being in Minnesota, I met my partner on LinkedIn uh, because I was open to reaching out to people who might hire me, who might find me valuable to be a part of their network. My best friend in the world I met on LinkedIn. Um, so many people that I've met on LinkedIn that have taught me things that have, um, you know, 
just enhanced my life. I mean, technically you're a third, you're a third result of somebody I met on LinkedIn. I, I came across John Ferrara on LinkedIn and asked him to be on our radio show. And he and I developed a relationship uh, beyond that. Um, and then I saw he was going to be at New Media Expo. And I said, John, who do you know that can get me in to speak at New Media Expo? He introduced me to Mark Fidelman, who had just was just releasing his new book, Socialized. I asked him how I could help, got him on the radio in Houston and, and helped him with promoting his book on the launch day and stuff. And, and he brought me in to speak at the conference. And I asked him for advice. And he then introduced me to you. Um, and here we are talking today, and now your audience has an opportunity to learn my thoughts and ideas about how they can use LinkedIn better. So it really does continue um, to to grow and expand your influence, to grow and expand your network with valuable people that will really make a difference. Nice. So people obviously then should go directly to your LinkedIn page to get in contact with you. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. LoriRuff.com will take you to my LinkedIn page, um, but I'm, I'm easy to find. If you search LinkedIn for the word LinkedIn, I usually show up pretty close to the top. <laughs> that's nice. Thank <laughs> you, Lori. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks.